Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, friends. Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Great to be with you live on this Friday night and uh, got a few important things to go over with you, including President Trump is set to run again in 2024. I want to tell you a little bit about that. And um, interesting um, interesting observation that the head of Starbucks has for the Democrats. And then a few other things, especially about a vote that the House of Representatives, the Pelosi-led House, made today, showing again their extremism, their immorality, and their disconnect from the American people. We need to pray over all these things. Uh, And I'm going to tell you something about our uh, administration's um, trip over there to the Middle East. I'm sure you've been following some of that and uh, make a comment or two about that. So as we get into all these things, feel free to, first of all, let me know that you're here. Let me know where you're from. Uh, Let me know uh, what your questions or comments may be, and we'll We'll go over to questions and comments, uh, not just on things that I'm saying, but whatever might be on your mind. We welcome that. And also let us know your prayer intentions so that as we pray for America, we are all praying for one another. So let me go to Matthew chapter 8, starting with verse 23. Let's go into the word. Jesus got into a boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a violent storm came up on the sea so that the boat was being swamped by waves, but he was asleep. They came and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. He said to them, Why are you terrified, O you of little faith? And he got up, rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was great calm. The men were amazed and said, What sort of man is this, whom even the winds and the sea obey? Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you told your disciples not to be afraid. You were more concerned about what was going on inside of their souls. You were more concerned, Lord God, that the sea not be troubled and buffeted by winds and waves inside of them than you were about the external waters and winds. Lord God, you want us to be at peace in our hearts and minds and souls, even before the world around us is at peace. You want us to have peace of mind in good weather and in bad, in good times and in bad. Jesus, give us that peace which you guard, which you give, and which no one can take away. Give us that peace as we look not only at what is going on in our own lives, in our families, but in our nation. Lord, our nation has been buffeted by winds and waves, and we have now the destructive tornadoes imposed on us by the Democrats. Calm the wind, still the waves, protect our nation. Let that calm that comes, Lord Jesus, from you permeate us, our minds, our souls, our bodies. Let us be at peace. Not because we ignore or underestimate or fail to appreciate 
the storms that are around us. By no means. Lord, we look at those head on. We account for those for what they are. And we see the damage. But Lord, we know that you are sovereign. Just as you calm those seas when the apostles were in that boat, so you calm the troubles of our nation in which we now live. Because we are committed to you, we take refuge in you, and we continue working for what is right, what is good, what is true. The value of life, the gift of freedom, the necessity of security, protection on our borders and through our military and through a strong response to crime and a common sense response to immigration and a reverential response to the sanctity of human life. Bless us, Lord, amidst this storm. Bring us the calm of your kingdom. You, Lord Jesus, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Well, friends, that's the attitude we need to have. We are warriors. We look at what the enemy is doing. We take account. We call things by their proper name. We love to do that here on this program. President Trump loves to do that. All of the team at Right Side Broadcasting does that. We call the problems for what they are. We don't sugarcoat things. We don't behave like politicians who talk a lot of words and then you don't know what they said. And too many pastors do that too. Talk, 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 and you don't know what they said because they're afraid to say anything. No, no, we call things for what they are. We see things for what they are but we don't lose our peace. We battle against evil, but we don't let evil disturb us. This is the way we need to be. Starbucks. So I see this article here. You may have seen it today. The CEO, who is a Democrat donor, said American cities, quote, have abdicated their responsibility in fighting crime. What kind of cities do you think he's talking about? What party runs these cities? Well, President Trump points it out at the rallies all the time, right? By the way, you know that the rally that was scheduled for tomorrow in Arizona has been postponed, right? So it's Friday night now, a week from tonight. So a week from tonight, rather than having uh, Praying for America, of course, we'll have the rally with President Trump from Arizona. Uh, but uh, one week from tonight, of course, because we uh, we all are saddened with him and with uh with Don Jr., Eric, and Ivanka over uh, the death of their mom, uh, Ivana Trump. And uh, so we pray uh, for the peace, the consolation of uh, the family. We commend her to the Lord. But in any case, so yes, the president's rally will be a week from tonight rather than tomorrow night. But in those rallies, as I was saying, he points out that it's the Democrat-run cities, the Democrat-run cities that are a mess when it comes to crime. So here now we have the CEO of Starbucks saying this. Let me continue to quote him. I must say in my view at the local, state, and federal level, these governments across the country and leaders, mayors, governors, city councils have abdicated their responsibility in fighting crime and addressing mental health. He said this in a uh, Twitter video. The Starbucks Corporation announced that it is closing 16 stores in the U.S., because of safety concerns for their workers, citing incidents of violence and drug use on the premises. So they will close permanently six stores in, notice the Democrat-run cities, Seattle, 
and six more in the Los Angeles, California region. Two stores will shutter in Portland, Oregon. I wonder who runs that city. And one store each in Philadelphia. What's the political affiliation? And Washington, D.C. Democrats, you're doing an awful job. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to run a country. All you know how to do for an economy is to ruin it. All you know how to do for our foreign relations is to turn them upside down and inside out and embarrass us on the world stage. All you know how to do to a border is open it. All you know how to do for the unborn is to kill them. Would you get out of the way, please? We know how our country is supposed to run, and it's not supposed to be run by Democrats. Would you please get out of the way? And voters, get them out of office. For goodness sake, get them out of office. Okay, President Trump is going to run in 2024. I want to get to that in a moment. I want to talk to you about this foreign trip that he's making. Oh, my goodness. Brothers and sisters, we who are Bible believers stand with and for Israel. God Almighty put his people there. That is the Holy Land. We stand with Israel. The Palestinians want Israel to disappear, to cease to exist. We oppose them in that. We oppose them. They are to be opposed. They are to be called out. They are to be stopped for their terrorist attitudes towards Israel. Now, Biden is over there. You know what? He ought to just you know, go back to his basement, okay? The world will be better off. Remember what Robert Gates said, Barack Obama's foreign, uh, uh, for, uh, former um, Secretary of Defense? Quote, Joe Biden's been wrong on nearly every major foreign policy and national security issue over the past four decades. Listen, somebody who's been wrong on every one of those issues over the past four decades is not going to be right today or tomorrow. What is he doing? He stands over there next to the Palestinian president, Mahmoud Abbas, and says... As I stand with you today now as President of the United States, my commitment to that goal of a two-state solution has not changed in all these years. Two states along the 1967 lines remain the best way to achieve equal measure of security, prosperity, freedom, and democracy for the Palestinians as well as all Israelis. Would somebody please get this man off the whatever drugs he is on. Please, somebody, do something. Get him off these delusions that he is in. The Palestinians want one state, not two, where they are dominant and Israel no longer exists. And that we will never, never accept. Furthermore, this Palestinian president is in no position to negotiate with anybody. His approval rating is worse than, than Biden's, 23%. 77% of Palestinians, Palestinians want him to resign. No, 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 no. This, these 1967 borders that, 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 that Biden is talking about, the Israelis call them suicide borders. They would shrink the country to a few miles in width, and there's not a political party left or right in Israel that wants that to happen, except for the Arab party. So th th this is a disaster. Uh, this, this, this foreign 
a policy nonsense of Biden is just a disaster. All right, let me pause there. Do we have some questions that we can take from you or some comments? Let me see what we have on the board already. And uh, we always welcome your perspectives on these things, uh, brothers and sisters. And uh, let me just see what we what we have here. You know, in the meantime, the prayer intentions that you give us are intentions that we remember here at Priest for Life, even if we don't mention uh, them in the um, in the program, although we mention them generically. We pray for them each day uh, here at Priest for Life, and so we appreciate uh, we appreciate those prayers. So, a number of you are asking about the action that is um, uh, tape being taken in the House of Representatives today, and let me uh, let me address that. In fact, I want to address that at uh, at some length. Um, they voted again in the House of Representatives and passed uh, this so-called Women's Health Protection Act. And I say so-called because it sounds good. Who's opposed to women's health? We aren't. Health protection, not opposed to that either. Killing babies? Yeah, we're opposed to that. But that's what this bill does. It kills more babies. Let me just give you a summary of it, and then we'll go into it in some detail. The Democrats, of course, are going crazy over the fact that Roe v. Wade was reversed. Now, Roe v. Wade did not allow the government, through its legislatures, did not allow us, the people, to protect the unborn, except in very, very limited circumstances. So what happened was the court said, oh, we made a mistake 50 years ago. Abortion is not a constitutional right. So now the Democrats are going crazy, and they're trying to tell their base oh, well, you know, we're going to preserve the right to abortion. And so they are, at least they're working in the right arena. They've got a completely wrong policy. But uh, what the court said was now the lawmakers have to decide, the people through the lawmakers, except the Democrat lawmakers in the House of Pelosi are passing something that the American people don't want. Most Americans want limits on abortion. In January, we saw the Marist poll Uh, taken together with Knights of Columbus, saying some 71% of Americans want stronger restrictions on abortion. Most Americans don't want it legal beyond the first three months of pregnancy, if legal at all. But instead, this bill that the House passed today, now they won't get it through the Senate, okay? They won't get it through the Senate. So they're grandstanding, they're This is all bluster, you know, they want to show their base that they're angry that the court took away Roe v. Wade. But they're actually, they actually passed, all the Democrats in the House, by the way, voted for this except for one. Anybody know who it is? I'll give you a moment to to indicate in the comments if you know who the one Democrat, the one Democrat in the House that sometimes votes pro-life. Who is it? I'll let you know in just a second. But the... um, The bill would do away with all limitations, restrictions, and reasonable regulations on abortion. Reasonable regulation. I'm going to go through in detail some of what those are, but just ponder this for a moment. Reasonable regulations that strong majorities and super majorities of the American public have always supported that are in place in most of the states. 
would be wiped away by this legislation. Now, the, the pro-abortion and the Democrats, they've been trying to do this for years. I remember this under the Clinton administration, the so-called Freedom of Choice Act that they had back then. They've been trying to do this ever since Roe v. Wade, but it hasn't worked. It's never worked because the American people have never taken this position that they want unrestricted abortion right up to the day of birth. Are you kidding me? Healthy babies carried by healthy mothers in the sixth, seventh, eighth month of pregnancy to be able to kill them when they can survive outside the womb? Are you When they can feel pain? Are you kidding? But the Democrats want that to be the law of the land. That is not codifying Roe v. Wade. Because Roe v. Wade said that there could be limitations, there could be restrictions, there could be protections, both for the health of the mother and the life of the baby, and that the state could prohibit abortion in certain circumstances, and that the right to abortion is not absolute. That's what Roe v. Wade said. They're saying they want to codify Roe v. Wade. They're not codifying Roe v. Wade. They're going way, 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 way beyond it. I want to take a little break here. I want to show you a clip, and then I want to talk to you about some of the specific provisions of this bill. But this clip, friends, is about the Silent No More campaign. Now, I'm the pastoral director of this campaign worldwide, and it is a joint project of my ministry, Priests for Life, and uh, the Ministry of Anglicans for Life. It's an interdenominational project, and it allows those who have had abortions to share their stories. Powerful voices. Take a look. Powerful new voices are arising in the debate over abortion the voices of those who have actually experienced it. From coast to coast, women and men who have lost children to abortion are speaking out about its pain and devastation and about the healing and forgiveness they have found through the pro-life movement. Their witness is changing hearts and minds. Former U.S. Senator Zell Miller writes, the most poignant sight for me at this year's annual pro-life march and demonstration in Washington, D.C., was the large number of women holding signs saying they regretted their abortions. Celebrity Kourtney Kardashian says, I looked online and I was sitting on the bed hysterically crying, reading these stories of people who felt so guilty from having an abortion. I was reading these things of how many people are traumatized by it afterwards. All right, friends. Well, I know you want to hear what I have to say about President Trump running in 2024. But before we get to that, a little bit more about this crazy bill that was passed in the House today, Women's Health Protection Act, uh, badly named because we uh, we care about women's health. The only Democrat that voted against this in the House, all the Republicans voted against it. All right. There were two Republicans that couldn't vote today. Um, But um, Henry Cuellar from Texas. So Mr. Cuellar sometimes votes pro-life, and we're grateful for that. But the exception proves the rule. Every other Democrat uh, uh, there in the House voted for a bill that would eliminate all existing state limitations on abortion, would eliminate any federal limitations, including protections of conscience for healthcare workers that don't want to be involved in abortion, take away any limits on government funding of abortion, okay, so whatever you think of abortion would force you to, to help pay for it, Get away, do away with laws that put limits on when a baby can be aborted. So, for example, if it's if it's uh, prohibited in your state after six months, that pro- that limitation will be taken away. You could literally have an abortion up until the day of birth. 
the abortionist would be determining whether there's a health reason, including emotional health, when the abortionist who's profiting from the abortion is the one who's determining whether there's an emotional need for the abortion, there's not going to be any exceptions at all. Laws that even are as reasonable as providing, requiring that the abortionist or the state provide that woman with information about alternatives to abortion, the risks of abortion, the development of the baby, the, 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 um, uh, what the procedure is like, the fact that, for example, uh, a chemical abortion could be reversed, all these different things, this, this helpful information that she could be given, any laws, many of those laws being in place would be taken away. doesn't make any sense. Reflection periods, some laws require she be given this information, then be given 24 or 48 hours to think about it. So many people regret their abortion because they didn't think it through. They rushed into it. No, they wanted the Democrats want to do away with those laws too. How about abortion for sex selection? There are laws that prohibit that in certain states. They want to do away with those laws. Women's health protection but let's eliminate laws that protect little girls in the womb from being killed just because they're little girls. These people are sick. And laws that would require that the one doing the abortion be a licensed physician instead of, well, anybody else. The Democrats are crazy obsessed when it comes to abortion. The press release I sent out today said it's a, it's a it's an irrational obsession it's even demonic brothers and sisters this is this is scary stuff okay so is president trump going to run again in 2024 you know he hasn't made an official announcement but my answer to that is yes and he's been giving the strongest indications ever lately not just at his rally you see how he behaves teases the crowd you know we did it once we did it a second time we just may have to do it again and the crowds go crazy do you want me to run and the crowds go crazy well listen to what he said in an interview with new york magazine well in my own mind he said i've already made that decision so nothing factors in anymore i would say my big decision will be whether I go before or after the midterms. So what is, is, when is it better to announce? I just think that there are certain assets to before. I think a lot of people would not even run if I did that. Because if you look at the polls, they don't even register. People want me to run. Friends, he's right. He is the front runner. Look at the polls. Now, I've been hearing some people saying, oh, well, you know, uh, he's not... Uh, you know, necessarily uh, the, the, the favored uh, majority. Yes, he is. He leads the 2024 primary polls with an average of 53% of the vote. The only closest competitor he has, who's just at 20%, is our friend here in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, and God bless him. He is, I know many of you are, are, are strong fans of Governor DeSantis. I think we all are in one way or another. And uh, we're trying to reelect him here. Of course, he will be reelected as governor. Um, but um, I don't know that he would, I don't think he would run against President Trump. Could they be running mates? Uh, it's too early to 
it's a little too early to, to figure all that out. Uh, but let's see what President Trump announces um, perhaps sooner than later. And then we will let things uh, uh, unfold from there. But, you know, if we're going to focus on anything, A, let's get back the House and the Senate in the midterms. And B, let's make sure President Trump wins. Uh, and uh, that's going to happen with historic, overwhelming turnout. Turnout. It's all about turnout, as you well know. Let's pray. Father, bless President Trump. Uh, bless Governor DeSantis. Bless these men and and others uh, in public office, men and women who have stepped up to the plate and and have have gotten into politics and Lord have done the hard work and and made the sacrifices and understand America first and understand the the role of government. Bless them, protect them, give them strength, uh, and and give them wisdom. Give give President Trump guidance as he uh, figures out uh, how and when. Uh, and what is the most advantageous timing in making his announcement in regard to the 2024 race. But Lord, also enable the voters to focus on winning the House and the Senate in the midterms. Let that continue to be our our priority, Lord, uh, even as we look in eager anticipation for signs about how the 2024 presidential race will shape up. Lord, we know that our interest in all of this is motivated by our love for America, and so we pray for America. Lord, we pray for all that is going on in these Democrat-run cities that we talked about briefly tonight, that we see in the news, even Starbucks closing its stores in these absolutely uh, decrepit, uh, crime-ridden cities, Portland and Seattle and Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. Lord God, the crime is is through the roof. And uh, 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 and it's all because of the 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 absolute incompetence of the Democrats. Uh, Lord God, please remove them from office. Uh, Please give us sane, sane and effective leadership in this nation. Um, and, 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 and let, and let our, 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 our fellow citizens awaken uh, to the problems at hand. And Lord God, uh, bless America's standing on the international stage. Bless, above all, our friends and allies, our brothers and sisters in Israel. Lord, protect that sacred nation from the plottings from the hatred, from the terroristic ideas and desires of Palestinians and any other enemies of this sacred land. Lord God, we stand with Israel and we stand with Israel proudly and we acknowledge the spiritual heritage that we have with our Jewish brothers and sisters, the spiritual heritage of the covenant of your holy word the people who brought forth the Messiah by your eternal plan. Lord God, bless our brothers and sisters there and bless in America, bless us with leaders who understand the critical importance of Israel and of standing with our friends and allies there. Lord, we pray for all our needs. We pray for all the intentions that have been spoken here health and wisdom and guidance and strength, consolation and sorrow, and gratitude to you in joy. We sum up all our prayers and praises now by offering the Lord's Prayer. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Good to share some thoughts with you tonight, friends, and uh, let's stay connected. If you're not following me on social media, go to FR Frank Pavone on Truth Social, on Getter, on Parlor, on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube. Follow me, connect with me there. Father Frank Pavone on, on Facebook. But Truth Social, if you haven't gotten a Truth Social account, Boy, it is growing, and President Trump is pushing it. He's mentioning it at his rallies. He's posting to it. Once again, we pray, too, for uh, the consolation of his family as uh, Don Jr. and Eric and Ivanka have lost their mom, and, and we, uh, we certainly uh, uh, thank God for her, her life and uh, pray for consolation for, uh, for President Trump himself and uh, for that whole family and uh, commend uh, Ivana uh, to uh, to the Lord, we all deal with these sorrows in our lives and uh, support one another. So we continue to pray for you, as I mentioned earlier, and uh, stay connected too with Right Side Broadcasting at RSB Network. Uh, and let's all spread the word about this program. And we'll join you again ha- next week. Have a great weekend, Father Frank Pavone here of Priests for Life. Talk to you soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.